And now it's time for On The Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. What comes to mind when you hear the word mom? You know, if you were lucky enough to remember the good old days of your childhood, you will remember comfort and security and undying love. Well, today I'm going to dedicate the show to all the moms out there. Think about what so many of them have had to do in the last year and a half. They've sacrificed a lot. They've sacrificed everything they ever worked for, and they are doing it all for their kids and their families. Millions of moms gave up their careers to stay at home with the kids. COVID forced families to reprioritize what really mattered. The health and safety of our loved ones came first. So while schools shut down, moms came to the rescue. The sacrifice was real. Many of them gave up their retirement savings plans. So today, we're going to tackle the issue of spousal IRAs. Welcome to the On the Money Show. My name is Dan White. I am the host of your show. As I said, today's show is dedicated to all the moms out there, and we're going to tell them how they can continue to save for retirement through the use of spousal IRAs. Before we get into the program, I want to wish everyone out there, especially the kids, Happy Halloween. You know, this will be hopefully a little better Halloween than last year. I mean, uh, still got to be careful out there, I guess, with COVID. Uh, but be careful on Halloween in general because, uh, you know, it's usually dark out and there's a lot of kids on the street. So if you are out driving, make sure you take extra precaution and watch out for the trick or treaters. We have uh, a giveaway today. We have a white paper. How will, you, how will you get paid after you retire? Understanding retirement income, how you're going to craft that retirement paycheck, piece it together. Um, so if you'd like to get a copy of our white paper, uh, pick up the phone. It's free. Just give us a call. We'll be glad to send it out to you. Toll free. You can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have three upcoming events this week. They will all be today's Retirement Concerns and Solutions. On Wednesday, November 3rd, we have dual programs. We're going to be down at the Red Fire Grill in Hocassin, Delaware at 5.30 p.m. We'll also be up in uh, Wilmington at Sullivan Steakhouse at 5.30 p.m. So that's Wednesday the 3rd, Red Fire Grill in Hocassin and Sullivan Steakhouse in Wilmington. And then on Thursday, November 4th, we're coming back to an old standby at 530, Harry's Savoy Grill on Naaman's Creek Road in North Wilmington. So again, all three programs at 530 p.m., all three featuring today's retirement concerns and solutions. So if you've got questions about your retirement, you want to see how the experts are helping 
helping people deal with the issues that you are facing as well, by all means, pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. So, you know, it's uh, kind of been back to school and most kids are returning to the classroom, but not all of them. You know, some parents have made the decision to keep their children home for another year of kind of hybrid learning and homeschooling. It's an agonizing decision to make, and yet another family crisis situation caused by COVID-19 and the rising new variants. And moms with young children have certainly taken a beating for the last 18 months. The initial lockdowns were a shock for everyone, but those with young children, from infants and toddlers who normally go to daycare to middle schoolers, simply could not leave their children alone. And we know the result, approximately 2.8 million women came out of the workforce at the beginning of the shutdown. And today, there are still some 1.8 million women who have not returned to work. I mean, that's a lot of jobs. Most are moms with young children. And in cases where mothers stopped working, the loss of their paychecks put millions of families on a tighter-than-usual budget. Adding insult to injury, Millions of women lost one or two or now three critical retirement savings years. The moms who had to choose their children over their careers and 401ks are making a tremendous financial sacrifice for both current income needs and future retirement security. And the years anyone skips making a tax advantage contribution, they cannot be made up. The math of compounding didn't change due to COVID-19. Dollar cost averaging doesn't work when new dollars don't land in a retirement account. And not only are these career women turned stay-at-home moms due to COVID short-shrifted in their ability to save in their own retirement accounts, they're also taking a sizable hit to their future Social Security benefits. Unless they ultimately choose to make up those zero dollar years with more years of working into their late 60s. So, this certainly paints a bleak picture, but don't give up hope yet. There is a glimmer of hope for the moms who are temporarily setting aside their paychecks to care for and teach their children. They do have a somewhat surprising option to save for their retirement that wasn't around for the last generation of at-home moms. It's the relatively unheralded, unknown, and greatly underappreciated spousal IRA. And it's available at every financial investment company and bank where other IRAs are offered. Now, to understand the spousal IRA, first, got to do a little bit of background. IRAs are tax-deferred investment vehicles created under ERISA, which is the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. The hallmark of this legislation was the introduction of the tax-deductible IRA effective January 1st, 1974. So we're going on 50 years here with ERISA. The IRA, it's short for Individual Retirement Arrangement, initially allowed workers to save for retirement and take a tax deduction 
for their contribution. But there was a catch. In order to open and fund an IRA, each individual must have earned income. However, married women who were stay-at-home moms in 1974 weren't considered working. Therefore, they were prohibited from saving for their own retirement. And that arrangement was quickly deemed unfair. When this came out, a working husband could sock away $1,500 while his stay-at-home wife could save nothing. That was notably unfair for married couples filing joint taxes. And two years after ERISA passed an amendment allowing stay-at-home moms access to an IRA, an amendment passed. But it was hardly equitable. Homemakers with no outside income could only put away a paltry $250 a year in their own IRA, whereas their working husband could contribute $1,500. That's six times more in the husband's IRA than the wife's. And things went from bad to worse. Another amendment increased Another amendment in 1982 increased IRA contribution limits, but again, only for the worker. The new limit rose to $2,000 a year, while the homemaker's limit remained at $250. So now the working husband could contribute eight times the amount his wife could save. This gross imbalance continued for 20 years, from 1977 to 1997. In 1994, five of the seven women in the U.S. Senate worked together to propose new IRA legislation to correct this 20-year injustice in the law. Senators Kay Bailey Hutchinson, a Republican from Texas, and Barbara Mikulski, a Democrat from Maryland, led the rally to change IRA rules so homemakers and stay-at-home moms And dads, who were now starting to stay home, could save the same amount in their own IRA as the working spouse. One key argument was that couples where both spouses worked outside the home had an unfair advantage. Their combined contribution limit was $4,000 versus only $2,250 for single-earner couples. That was a 78% higher savings opportunity for dual-income families. In addition, the long-term investment growth potential was exponentially better for dual-income couples furthering this disparity. And the senators also argued how other factors undermine women's abilities to create a more secure environment, a more secure retirement, including Women tended to live longer than men. Women held lower wage jobs and lower retirement savings. Women stayed home for all or part of their career to raise children, and women typically became the caregivers for aging parents and relatives. Does this sound familiar? I mean, these continue to be the realities that women face today. Of course, they didn't know about COVID-19 in 1994 to add to the burden that women are taking on. So the whole playing field has been slanted 
against non-working spouses since ERISA was formed. And we're going we're gonna to dig into this further after the break. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. Uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to dig into a little more of the history of the spouse IRA, some of the rules that allow uh, non-working spouses to contribute. We'll have more after the break. If you're within five to ten years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%. Unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next five to ten years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White and Associates now for details. 888-690-8820. Surrender charges and other restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the On The Money Show. My name is Dan White and I am the host of your show. This morning we've been talking about spousal IRA contributions. And before the break, we kind of kind of dug into the history of IRAs and ERISA when that uh, ERISA legislation came out in 1974 and how <laughs> it was totally unfair. I mean, totally unfair that the working spouse was able to put away six to eight times what the non-working spouse could. So we're going to continue with a little more history of that, and then we'll, get in, we'll dig into the rules and what you can and can't do and so forth. Before we get into it, though, uh, we do have a giveaway today. We have a white paper. How will you get paid after you retire? Understanding retirement income. I mean, this is probably the biggest thing for people because nobody has pensions anymore. You know, nobody has pensions. So it's up to you to kind of piece the puzzle together and figure out where's the retirement income going to come from. I mean, you're going to have Social Security. We all know that. Uh, but then what else? What's the supplement to Social Security? Is it going to be your retirement assets? Are they in the market? Do you have a 401k, a 403b, a 457, an IRA, a Roth IRA? Do you have non-qualified assets? How do all the pieces of the puzzle fit together? So if you want to get your copy of this white paper, pick up the phone and give us a call, 888-690-8820. Again, triple eights. 690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have three upcoming events this week. All three programs will be today's retirement concerns and solutions. So on Wednesday the 3rd, we have dual programs. We'll be out at two different locations at 530. We'll be at the Red Fire Grill in Hocassin, Delaware at 530 on the 3rd. We'll also be up north in, in North Wilmington at Sullivan's Steakhouse at 530 p.m. And then on Thursday, November the 4th at 530, we'll be at Harry's Savoy Grill on Naaman's Road in Wilmington, Delaware. So if you've got questions about how you're going to put together your retirement paycheck when the, when the uh, paychecks from work stop, uh, by all means, pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. It is a program you will not be disappointed with. All right, so before the break, again, we talked about the history. 1974, ERISA came out, and uh, 20 years, you know, 20 years went by. Actually, 16 years before a couple senators uh, led the rally to say, hey, you know, this isn't fair. We've got to 
We've got to kind of equalize this. And then even after that, with reams of statistics and facts in hand, it still took four more years for the homemaker IRA to finally pass in Congress. In all, it took two decades of debate to garner enough political appetite to remove the inequitable and unfair obstacles for women's retirement security. At long last, buried deep in the 176 pages of the Small Business Job Protection Act of 1996 was Section 1427, homemakers eligible for full IRA deductions. So this August marked the 25th anniversary of the homemaker IRA. It remains just about the most important account every at-home mom and at-home dad can have for their future. However, we cannot let COVID-19 rob at-home moms of their future retirement security. Overall, contributory IRAs are products non grata. Many financial advisors and institutions don't like small accounts. Most accountants don't like IRAs because contributions are not tax-deductible for most of their clients. And sure, the IRA contribution limit at $6,000 a year seems small compared to the $58,000 limit in a 401k or a 403b, but it's a heck of a lot bigger than nothing. So I would argue that IRAs are the single most important account a woman can have in her financial pocketbook. And they're doubly important right now for the moms who have to be home due to COVID-19. Spousal IRAs allow at-home moms to keep up momentum in their retirement savings. And whether the IRA is tax-deductible or not should have no bearing on making contributions into these accounts. IRAs are the gateway to a woman's financial independence and freedom They provide a critical foundation for women's financial literacy in the following ways. One, their individual accounts. Full and total ownership of the contributed dollars to only one person. Two, they have investment control. Full and total ownership, decision-making, and management of the assets with no input from anyone else. They have beneficiary decision control. They have withdrawal decision control. Rollover accounts can be established. The sole owner of an established IRA that's ready to accept any rollovers from 401Ks and 403Bs. They have Roth or traditional IRA decision control. Sure, a tax deduction is nice, but it's not necessary for opening and funding IRAs. Tax-free Roth IRAs may be better in years where household income is lower And it opens up more strategic options for retirement savings in future years. Non-deductible IRAs are still powerful vehicles for women. SEP IRAs for gig workers and self-employed individuals. Those who have found a way to juggle kids with some type of self-employment can save in an individual SEP IRA and take a tax deduction. So COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on households with kids In every corner of the country, moms with young children have taken the brunt of the pandemic for their financial future. Millions are losing key retirement savings years, but thanks to the 25-year-old spousal IRA, they still retain an option to save. 
So again, the spouse IRA is there in case you don't have any earned income. The, the rules are basically as long as the, the, the family has, you know, how much can you put in? Let's start with the basics. How much can you put in? You can put $6,000 into an IRA if you're under 50. Okay, $6,000 is the limit. Now, if somebody, for a traditional deductible IRA plan, if you are not covered by an employer plan, it's always deductible. You can put $6,000 into a traditional deductible IRA if you are not covered by a plan. Now, if your husband is working or if one spouse is working and one is not, as long as the working spouse has 12000 of earned income, then you can do six in a traditional deductible IRA, and you can do six in a traditional spousal IRA. Take the full $12,000 deduction. Now, if one spouse is covered by a plan, now it gets a little more tricky on whether or not you can take the deduction. It doesn't mean you can't contribute. It just may not be deductible. So if one spouse is covered by if 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 you're covered by a plan, okay, if you're both covered by a plan, a hundred and five thousand you have to be joint married filing jointly, you got to be under one hundred and five thousand dollars of adjusted gross income. So if you're under one oh five and even though you're in a four oh one K plan, you can take a full deductible IRA. That phases out at a hundred and twenty five thousand for a for joint. Okay. Single people, you got to be under sixty-six thousand to take the deduction. Phases out at seventy-six thousand. Now, if one spouse is covered by a plan, now you go up to one hundred and ninety-eight thousand for a joint. Okay, one hundred and ninety-eight thousand for joint. Roth IRAs, you get no deduction on a Roth IRA, but there are income limits. So again, for single people, you have to be under one hundred and twenty-five thousand to put money in a Roth IRA. For married filing jointly, you have to be under 198. That jointly uh, phases out at 208, and singles phase out at 140. So again, it depends on each individual situation which one is the better one to do. You know, you can have a traditional, you can have a Roth, and in order to know which one to take, you know, you have to look at your individual situation. You know, I get people all the time. It's like, what should I do? I, I want to do a Roth. Should I be putting money in my Roth IRA? Should I be putting money in my Roth 401k? And really, it boils down to this. What tax bracket are you in now? If you've got a married couple filing jointly and they're in a high bracket, let's say they're in a 22 or a 24, but they know in retirement they're not going to be in that bracket. Let's say in retirement they plan on living on 5000 a month. They're going to be in a 12. So does it really make sense? You know, if you're in a 22 or a 24% bracket, it probably makes sense to take the tax deduction now and pay the tax on the money when you're in the lower bracket in retirement. But if you're not in a real high bracket now, this is a caveat for the younger people out there. If you're not in a high bracket, you ought to be doing Roths because you don't need the tax deduction today. You might need it in the future. So you've got to be looking at what bracket are you in now versus what bracket do you plan on being in once you stop working. That really is the determinant 
on whether you ought to be making traditional IRA contributions and taking the deduction or making Roth contributions, getting no tax deduction, but having all the money come out tax-free when you retire. So again, figuring out which one is best for you. I mean, both of them are special. Both have very valuable tax benefits. Again, you have to look at your individual situation, and we can help you with that. We can help you determine what makes the most sense for you. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll-free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. Today we've been talking about the spousal IRA. It was a long time coming. There is hope out there. If you're not working, you may still be able to contribute. If you're married, uh, if you've got questions, we've got the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On the Money 